pastors, Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. One thing that I've been asking God is to have faith every day. Increase my faith. And that faith is to even overcome doubt. You know, because faith is what? We believe without seeing, right? We believe that something's going to happen and we're just going to go for it and move forward. If God is telling you to do something, oh, I don't see how this is going to happen. But God is saying, do it. I'm not going to doubt. You know, I'm going to move forward. You know, it does sound contradicting when we say faith to move doubt. But I'll say this. It's simple. If you have faith, you should have no doubt. It's simple. (laughs) If you have doubt, means you have no faith. And then sometimes we're like, man, but how do I, man, the Bible says this. If we have faith as the size of a mustard seed, how many of you have ever seen, has ever, have ever seen a mustard seed? I mean, it's so tiny. It's so tiny. It's like, dude, I mean, it's like, like this, you you know, some people, when you get older, I mean, you need glasses because that thing is so, I'm like, okay, (laughs) you know, that's how tiny it is. You know, and God is saying, listen, if you have this little of faith, you would do great things, you know, on my name. And that's the thing I want to talk about. And, you know, Hebrews 11, one says, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. You know, James 1, 8, part 8 says this, a double minded man, it's unstable in all his ways. A double-minded man, it's unstable. So listen, there's one couple, we're against divorce, okay? We're against divorce, because I believe that what man put, God puts together, no man can separate. But there's one couple that we must see a divorce. It's faith and doubt. That's the couple that cannot, you know, it's either you believe it or you don't, you know? And it, it, it's just a simple thing to believe when you know the Lord, you know? It's like water and oil. Have you had an experience where you mix water and oil? Do they mix water and oil? They don't. It's the same thing with faith and doubt. You know, let me say something. Doubt will paralyze you. Doubt will freeze you. Doubt will destroy you. Doubt will stop you from living out God's purpose for your life. That's the one couple that must divorce. But you're saying, Pastor, I don't have faith. Yes, if you have faith as a small as a mustard seed, Luke 17, 6, you know, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will, and it will obey. It's as simple as that. So today I feel like, man, this is what we're fighting against it right now. It's doubt. You know, what's next? What's next? What's tomorrow? What tomorrow brings? You know, there's, there's so many... And the, and, and the way for us to fight doubt, I'm just going to throw this out there. It's for us to walk away from the news, from social media sometimes. You know, because there's so much negativity out there right now. And, and, and when we see all these things, it's like I was telling my kids the other day, you know, like Gabe listens, my son, my oldest, he listens. He, he tells me that he was born in the wrong age and in, in on the wrong time, the wrong year. He say he wanted to be born uh, in the 90s or in the 80s. 
because uh, he loves listening, or even in the 70s, sometimes he tells me, because this thing is, like, he likes listening to the Beatles, he likes listening to Elvis Presley, you know, all the old stuff, and, and, and I told him the other day, I was telling him, son, I don't see as, because he said, daddy, is a sin that I'm listening to all, no, I don't see it, I mean, actually, songs back then, they were different than today, songs today, they're filthy, they're dirty, you know, I mean, you ask me what's what's playing today on the radio. I don't know because I don't listen to it. But I listen to some of the old jams, you know, and I told him, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. But think about this, son. When you have your mind and your heart and, and you're just feeding yourself with just secular music, do you feel like it's 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 uh, fulfilling you? No, it's fulfilling what? Just your soul, not your spirit. But now listen to when you're listening to a worship song. Man, you start feeling God's presence. So I told him, listen, it's okay that you listen, but you have to have a balance. You know, you have to have an equilibrium. You know, you have to make sure that you're not just focusing on this. You got to focus on the things of the Lord. If you want to see miracles, if you want to if you want to uh, 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 go against doubt, you got to go after the things that, that glorifies God. I'm not saying it's a sin. But make sure you have a balance. I listen to it. I, you know, I'm with my girl sometimes. I put a light on it, Richie. You know, hello, is it me you're looking for? You know, I love that, you know, but have a balance, you know? So it's, but if we're just listening to these things, if we're just getting caught up with the news and, and what's happening around the world, we will always have doubt of what God has promised to each one of us. Listen, I have promises in my life that are now being fulfilled. God told me that I would travel around the world. God has given me opportunity to go to so many places. You know, and I never thought I was going to go to Japan. God took me to Japan five times. You know, God is just opening doors. The thing is this, I believe each one of you, if you're here today, it's not a mistake. If you're still living, if you still have a fresh air of breath, okay, that means God's still not done with you. And there are promises that are still coming your way that still will, that will still be fulfilled in your life. How many of you believe that? Okay, but if we're not careful with everything that we're seeing that is surrounding us, guess what? Man, you will doubt his words. His promises to us is to stand on his word. You know, let me help you today. Exercise your faith. Open your Bible. This is one of my famous, uh, favorite uh, stories in the Bible. Open your Bibles in the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 5 through 25. We're going to read this. I'm going to preach today. Luke, one, chapter 1, verse 5 through 25 is the, is the birth of John the Baptist. Okay, I'm going to read it quickly. Excuse my, excuse my accent. Hopefully I won't cost anyone. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous. Let me just fix this because the lighting is not helping today. Okay. Here we go. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all of the Lord's command, commandments and decrees blamelessly, blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old. Once when Zechariah division was on duty and he was serving as the priest before God, he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. 
And when the time for burning the incense came, all the assembled worships were praying outside. Then an angel of, of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense. Incense? Is that how you say it? Incense? Okay. When Zechariah saw him, he was shaken and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear, bear you a son and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts. I'm going fast because I want to preach. To turn the hearts of the parents to their children and disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Okay. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I am old. Look at me. Come on, man. And my wife is well along ears. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you the good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the days it happens. Until the day that this happens. Because you did not believe my words which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he would not be able to, he was not able to speak to them. They realized that he had seen a vision in the temple for he kept making signs to them but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he, t- he returned home after his wife. After his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Okay. We're talking about what? Removing doubt from our lives. Think about this situation. They have a promise that they will receive a child. They're old right now, and nothing is happening. Hi, Ryan. We love you. Nothing is happening, okay? When the angel appears to Gabriel, uh, to, to Zechariah, he's like, dude, look at me. I'm old. I'm old, bro. Nothing is working no more. I'm sorry. <laughs> look at my wife. Are you kidding me? Imagine your grandma having baby. <laughs> it's like you're thinking about your grandma having baby. No, it's not going to work. He had doubt. Listen, whatever it is that God has promised you, it will become a reality in your life. It will come to pass. It doesn't matter if you're 100 years old. God will fulfill his promises in your life. We cannot allow doubt to stop God's promises. A lot of times we don't receive it because we are walking away. We are making the change. God is saying, continue straight and we're going left or we're going right. You know, we're losing our way to the blessings of God. You know, Zechariah, he was a priest. He was a full-time minister. He was a full-time minister. He was a descendant of a priest. He marries a godly woman who is also a minister's kid. So they were, they were ministers. They, were, they, were, they knew the Lord. You know, they, they'd been in church. They, they, they were serving the Lord. They were, they were doing the work of God. You know, the work of the kingdom. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God. Verse 6 says that they observed all the Lord's command and decrees. According to the Bible, they were old, right? But they were, they were, they were, they were faithful to the Lord. They were priests. priests and still they were doubting. 
because of their situation. How many times we doubt God is telling you start a business and you're like, how do I start a business if I don't have money? Well, I will provide. I am the Lord, says the Lord. I am the I am. You know, if I'm telling you start a business, oh, oh, the doctors just say I'm going to die. I have cancer and, and nothing else. We're, we're praying for Eric. I'm going to tell you this. I got to show. I don't know. I don't know if I showed you guys the video of Eric. You know, the one that I went to, I'm going to show before we finish. But, uh, I mean, he is a miracle till this day. And we're believing for cancer to go away in Jesus' name. Thank you for praying for him every day. Listen, I went there to baptize him and his mom. I baptized him, his mom, his aunt, his uncle, and his father. And seven people gave their lives to Jesus. You know, sometimes we don't understand. We doubt what God is going to do. But listen, that's the thing we have to do. We got to walk away from doubt. You know, and how do we do that? By having faith that God is able to do more than what we can think or imagine. But we get lost. We get caught up in the situation. We get caught up in the, in the circumstances that are around us. And we doubt things. But that's the thing we have to overcome every day, doubt. We have to overcome doubt. You know, Zechariah and Elizabeth, they were like, man, there's no way that this is going to happen. They're Christians. Think about this. During biblical times, during, during that time, you know, a woman that couldn't bear a child, she was considered cursed. She was considered cursed. The Lord has done this for me, she said. And these days he has shown his favor and take away my, my disgrace among the people. Listen. There were a group of people, there were actually a group of people that believed that they, they were sinners. You know, sometimes we go through situations in our lives, and I want to I make sure that you understand this. If you're not receiving something right now, it doesn't mean you're in sin. Sometimes you are. Sometimes you need to, you know, walk away from sin. But sometimes it's just not the time. We think, oh, it's time. And then you start doubting God. But it's not the time. Things will happen at the right kairos, at the right time. You know, God's time. You know, we, we look at Genesis one twenty eight. It says, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. You know, think about now Elizabeth. She listens to this promise, be fruitful and multiply, and then she can bear a child. You know, people were probably pointing fingers at her. How many people, how many times we've seen people think pointing fingers at us because, you know, we thought something was going to happen and it didn't happen. And people are saying, oh, he's a sinner. He just talks too much. He, you know, they're spreading rumors and whatever it is, you know, no, it's just that it's not God's time at the, at the right time. Things will happen in your life, you know? Zechariah at this moment, he's on duty. He goes into the temple, you know, and then suddenly this boom, Andrew appears. <laughs> boom, Andrew appears. He's afraid. He's scared. He, he, he's, he's scared. He's like, dude, what's going on? What is this? And then the angel Gabriel, he tells him, listen, man, chill. <laughs> God has you. You know, and he's going to do whatever it takes to make this promise be uh, fulfilled in your life. Listen, it's not over for you. It's not over for you. It's not over for your children. It's not over for your family. Listen, don't doubt what God has started in your life. He started something in your life and you will not change until everything is fulfilled. Oh, but God maybe made a, you know what bothers me sometimes when people tells me that they prayed and they're doing something and then two weeks later they're changing. Oh, God told me I was supposed to do this. And then, oh, okay, so God just changed his mind two weeks later. I mean, dude, you didn't pray. 
God is not a God that will be like, he, he's not unstable like we are. <laughs> he's not unstable like we are, you know. The angel's telling him, Gabriel's telling him, now your prayers have been heard. Everything that you desire is going to happen. You know, your wife will give birth to a, to a baby, a child. You know, the angel starts prophesying to him. His name is going to be John. He will bring the hearts of the fighters to the children. This man, this man will make a way for the Messiah. You know, Zechariah now, a man, God, a man of God, you know, he's like, no, I'm too old. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Let me say this to you. If you ever see an angel bringing you a prophecy, please listen. Zechariah should, not, should have been excited to see an angel. He should have been excited, but he didn't. He was actually afraid. You know why? Because of doubt. Sometimes you won't be able to see the angel because of doubt. You know, instead of him showing excitement for what the angel was telling him, he was full of fear because of doubt. But I'm going to give you three steps for you to overcome doubt today. I want, you, I want you to write it down if you're able to. Three steps for you to overcome doubt today. First one is... First step. Be quiet. Be quiet. Don't talk too much. You know? Zechariah said, no way, I'm old. The angel said, yes, way. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you the good news. Oh, be quiet. If the angel appears, don't say a word. That way you will not allow doubt to come out. Be quiet. It's better sometimes that we stay quiet if we're not able to speak faith. Let me say this. What comes out of your mouth, the devil gets a hold of it. The minute you verbalize this, gets verbalized, he gets a hold of it. If it's just here, he, he can't read what's in here. He can send darts. He can send, you know, things that he, he wants to send thoughts in your mind. That are not from God. But your thoughts, he, he doesn't, you know. But the minute you say it, you're verbalizing it. That becomes doubt. You know, don't allow doubt to become an action. <laughs> don't allow doubt to become an action. How does it become an action? When you verbalize your negative thoughts. The enemy will material materialize your words. The enemy will material material. How do you say it? Thank you. It's hard when you speak so many languages, guys. I'm sorry. When you speak doubt, you limit God's powers to your limitations. That's as simple as, as this. This is when you should speak in tongues. <laughs> when you have doubts, <laughs> like you have doubts. I mean, you know, I mean, we're humans, right? I mean, there are thoughts that goes through our minds. You know, the enemy is trying to put things in our minds. But okay, don't speak it. Just braba corobos, suto robos. Speaking tongues. He does not understand heavenly language. You know, that way you are speaking what God wants you to speak over your life. Our words express our, our attitudes. We got to remember this. Our attitude reveals our hearts. Our words expresses our attitudes, and our attitudes reveals our hearts. That's why the angel looked at him and said, shut up. 
<laughs> be quiet. <laughs> I don't want you to say anything else. You're full of doubt. So I'm going to just shut your mouth so nothing else comes out. Wow. You know? Wow. It's simple. Why did the angel do that? Because God was about to fulfill a promise in his life. And he just blah, 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 blah. I don't think so. I'm old. My wife is old. Nah. Hey, well, listen, man. It doesn't work no more. I, I don't think it's going to happen. Look at us. The angel's like, shut up. Don't doubt God. Whatever God promised you, he will fulfill because that's the God that we serve. He has a promise for your life and it will come to pass. It doesn't matter the circumstances. It doesn't matter. Man, I, I, I'm being blessed during COVID. <laughs> Man, I'm prospering during COVID. We bought a house, you know. I'm like, dude, I'm looking at my house like, dude, how could that happen during COVID? You know, with zero money in the bank, how could that happen? It's God. If God promises you something, it doesn't matter what you're facing. It doesn't matter if the world is falling apart. It doesn't matter if the president is saying this or that. What matters is what God is saying. Don't doubt. You know, there were situations in my life that if I had kept my mouth shut, things, the, the, the outcome would be completely different. A lot of times we open our mouths in the wrong time. So first thing we need to do is be quiet. You know, second thing, continue to pray. Continue to pray. Because God answers prayers. Just continue to pray. Don't give up. God answers prayers. Verse 13 says this, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. God answers prayers. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you are to call him John. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says this. Pray without season. Acts 12.5 says. Acts 12.5 says this. So Peter was kept in prison. But the church was earnestly praying. To God for him. And there's something when we pray with each other. There's an energy. When we pray with each other. You know, sometimes you can't be, we can't be 24-7 with each other, but we can be in a text message praying and sending messages on a text message. That's why I tell life groups and life group leaders, listen, I know you, we got a busy life, man. We got a busy life, which it bothers me sometimes because here in America, we have everything that we need to get to church, to get to church. We have everything that we need, but we're, we're in a country that it's, it's all consumption. It's all, you know, that we get lost sometimes. I, I go to Brazil, man. People take buses. They walk sometimes two to three hours to get to church and they don't miss one service. People here, we're just like sitting in our comfort zone and we don't want to do anything. We have AC in our car, you know, we have AC in our houses. People don't have no AC in Brazil. People, But they still go to church. They don't have shoes to wear, but they still go to church. And here we're so in, a, we're, we're in a place where, and we're just lazy. You know, that's why it's so important for you to go on a mission trip. For you to see that the life is not United States. <laughs> life is beyond United States. You know, we need to value, but we need to, 
sacrifice ourselves sometimes. You know, Jesus gave his own life on the cross for each one of us. He sacrificed himself. Why can't we sacrifice sometimes for Jesus? Oh, but I got to work. I got to do this. Oh, I'm so tired. Listen, dude, listen, it is time for us to stand. It is time for us to do something that costs us something. You know, we want to live a comfortable life. Listen, oh, but, uh, you know, some of the preachers out there nowadays is all about grace. It's all about grace. And I, I, every time I speak, I'm like, because it frustrates me so much. Listen, it's not just about grace. It's about walking in, 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 in a life of righteousness and holiness, seeking God every day and then sacrificing your flesh every day. Because our flesh, we're made of what? Spirit, body, and You know, our flesh, my flesh wants to lay down all day. My spirit, my, my, my soul feeds my flesh. But that's why I need to be connected in spirit. So the spirit helps my soul to understand, no, wake up, put some boots on, you know, put your clothes on, go to work, go save some lives, go preach the gospel, go make a difference. You know, this is what we need to do. It's important for us. You know, the other thing is this. If God promised you something, it doesn't matter how long it's going to take. If God promised you something, it doesn't matter how long it's going to take. My grandma, she was such a woman of God. I only have one grandma that is alive right now. I actually spoke to her yesterday. She went to the hospital. She's 87. She's in Brazil. And she felt she felt a little sick the, the night before, but she's doing good. Praise Jesus. But it's funny because the first reaction I had when I heard that, I was like, okay, girl, is she, she going to be gone? Because, you know, my other grandma who's gone, she was like a, a prayer column. Is that how you say it? She, she was she was standing in the gap and pray like you're saying this morning that you pray for like a hundred there's 175 names that you've been praying for you know God is raising intercessors you know God is raising intercessors because the things that I do today is because of people that are praying for me it's because of my grandma that you know so so much seeds of prayer you know and the day that she died I tell you honestly I felt like I was more weak you know like the world is weaker right is that how you say it You know, because it's like I, I knew that I can count on her prayers and it's so important, you know, and, and my grandma, she was that kind of woman that one day somebody came to uh, uh, a thief came and put a gun in her head and she looked at him and say, put that gun down. And then she started preaching and she started prophesying. And then God told her, listen, your, your mother, she's praying for you. She's a woman of God. The guy starts crying right there. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the boldness that she had, you know, she would be like, she would be, it was funny, man. I remember as a kid, we would be like praying together, holding hands. She had such a respect for God that she would be like praying and say, Lord, I need you to excuse myself because I need to use the restroom right now. I mean, like, dude, she's talking to God, like, just like a normal person. That's that, that's the relationship that she had, you know, and God told her, She's not here anymore, but God told her none of her children will get lost. She has eight kids. And none of them will get lost. The, 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 the toughest one that was a, 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 a drunk, addict, drunk addict, 
You know, the toughest one died about three years ago, but he gave his life last minute to Jesus. You know? So if God promised you something, do not allow doubt to come. <laughs> if God promised, my grandma's not here no more, but his promises will fulfilled with the other ones that are still alive. We have no doubt. We can't allow doubt. And let me say this, third thing that is important for you to understand. That a lot of times we want now, but it's in God's timing. You know, timing is everything. God's time is not our, our time. God can do in one second what could take 10 years. God can do one second what could take 10 years. Does it make sense? Oh, in our minds, in our human minds, we're like, man, it, it's going to take 10 years for this to be built. God can do it in one second. So even if it takes 10 years, God can do it in one second. You know, don't lose your expectation of the big, on the big picture. Don't lose your expectation on the big picture. God's plans are bigger. You know, Zechariah and Elizabeth, they were both righteous before God. They wanted a children. Think about it. You get married. I, I mean... First thing when I got married, is like people are asking, oh, where, where are the babies coming? Where are the babies coming? Oh, wait, wait. I got to enjoy my wife first. You know, like give me three years at least, three to four years so I can enjoy my wife. And then they're like pushing my dad. Hey, where's the baby? I need a grandkid. You know, I need a grandkid. You know, listen, imagine Elizabeth and Zechariah. They're excited to get married. And people are just asking, where are the babies? And then now. 20 years of marriage, nothing. 50 years of marriage, nothing. 75 years of marriage, nothing. I mean, they're frustrated. And then doubt came on him. Often we are doing everything that, often we're doing everything the right way and we still fail to get what we want. Listen, do you know why? We have to know that there is an appointed time for things to happen in our lives. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. I'm just going to read a part of it. It says this. There's a time for everything. A season for every activity under heavens. A time to be born. A time to die. A time to plant. A time to uproot. A time to kill. A time to heal. There's the right time for everything. God designed a perfect plan for our lives. God designed a perfect plan for, for Elizabeth and Zechariah. You know, think about this. They wanted a baby, right? Let's, let's do a timeline. I got to have this because otherwise it doesn't come out on the recording. Let's do a, a timeline, okay? They get married. Five years, we're the babies. They wanted a baby here. But it wasn't time. Fifty years now. Lord, come on. No, it's still not time. 75 years. Okay. We're old. <laughs> it's not going to happen no more. <laughs> hey, who was John the Baptist? Who was John the Baptist? The forerunner of Christ. There was a purpose. A lot of times, too, we want things that are out of, completely out of uh, God's purpose. <laughs> and that, that's why we don't get it. But there was a purpose for this to happen here because he was the forerunner of Christ. He came, he announced Christ is coming, and he baptized Jesus. We want here, but this is not the time. 
Oh, God, I want it now. I believe that some things God kept away from me at an early age because I would probably throw it away. (laughs) You know, I wasn't prepared for it. And he said, it's not time. You're not prepared for it. At the right time. Now I can trust you. Now you can administrate your, your finances. Now you can do this. Now now I can show the word through your sickness that I am God. Listen, why is it that, excuse me, God heals us? It's not because we deserve. We don't deserve anything. Every time he does something is so that his name is glorified. You know? So third again, there's a time for everything. I love this, how you see things. I want to finish in just one more minute. But how you see things will change everything about your life. Listen to this. A pessimistic person, is that how you say a pessimistic person? Only focus on the bitter taste of the lemon. Now, an optimistic person focus on the vitamin C of the lemon. <laughs> you see? Oh, oh, this is so bitter. Optimistic. Mm, it is bitter, but you know, there's something that, that comes from here. Vitamin C. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? A pessimistic person sees only the downside of the situation, disadvantages. The op- optimistic persons, they take the disadvantage and turns into 10 advantages. <laughs> Isn't that cool? <laughs> a pessimistic person only sees disadvantages. A pass- a optimistic person turns into 10 advantages. Okay, a pessimistic person sees difficulty in everything. An optimistic person sees opportunities in difficulties. Okay, remember, I I, th- I don't know if I shared with you guys before the word danger in, in, in Chinese. Remember what it means in the in the Chinese character? It means dangers, but also opportunity. There's two characters in the Chinese. Okay, and the two characters together means dangerous opportunity. Okay, I'm gonna take that dangerous and make it an opportunity to show the word who God is. Do you see what I'm saying? So a lot of times we're going through something. We don't let doubt come. You know, a pessimistic, a pessimistic person sees the devil in everything. Have you seen person, a person that is always blaming the devil? Listen, man, the devil is happy because he gets credit for everything. A lot of times it's not the devil. A lot of times we are the devil. <laughs> I mean, we're just like, man, we're, we're stupid. We're doing things that we're not supposed to be doing. You know, and we're blaming the devil, but a pessimistic person sees the devil in everything. The optimistic person sees God's, says always, God is in control. God is in control. Listen, it's time for us to stir up our faith in God by reading his word. Spending time in his word. Talk about faith. Do some action steps. What are those action steps? I'm going to pray more. So I overcome doubt. I'm going to fast. People don't fast anymore. Okay, I, I can't fast food. Okay, fast social media, fast coffee, fast whatever. Something that you love, you know? Something that you love, fast. You know? Take action steps. Learn how to listen. A lot of times we just blah, 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 blah. We just want to talk. Learn how to listen. You know? A lot of times we just want to pray. Turn on the worship song and listen to God sometimes. It's, it's important. <laughs> And pray every day. Pray every day. And wait patiently for God's time. Very important. Wait patiently for God's time. Amen. Let me pray for you. And I want to show you a video really quick. Father, we love it. Close your eyes right now.
Lord, we love you. We honor you. We praise you. And we thank you for who you are, Father. We lift you up in this place, Father. We ask forgiveness of our sins, Father. We know that we are sinner. We know that we make mistakes. We know that if it wasn't for you, Father, we wouldn't be here today. Father, and there's so many things around the world that it's confusing us. It's, it's not allowing us to trust in you the way we're supposed to. I pray in Jesus' name that you will help us fight doubt in our lives, Father. I pray in Jesus' name that you will help us be more like you, Father. I pray in Jesus' name that, we'll, that we will be people of God, Father, to the point that we follow your calling in our lives, Father. Father, I cancel every assignment today in people's lives. I cancel doubt right now in Jesus' name. Father, just like Zechariah and Elizabeth, Father, the way you did it to them, Father, where they thought nothing else was going to happen and you came through, I believe that you will come through for our people here today, Father. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of this ministry. Thank you for our leaders. Thank you for what you're doing through New Beginnings Church. Lives are being touched around the world. Thank you for the homeless that we were in contact yesterday. Father, I pray that we will be able to be there more times. I pray that you will raise men of God also to be there with us, Father, to make a difference in these people's lives, Father. We honor you today and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen.